not just listening to just an ordinary sports podcast. We've raised the bar. And that ball is gone. You're listening to the Maddest Sports Podcast in Nashville. Yes, sir. And now, coming to the mic, is the Maddest Sports host in the 615, James C. Yo, what it is? It's your boy, James C. What's the deal? Pickles is everything cold shit. It's YMAS. That's you mad about sports podcast presented to you by YMAS Network. Okay, on today's show, we talking about why the Cleveland Browns just might be the team to beat in the AFC North. Are the Cleveland Browns the top dog in the AFC North? You know what? I'm going to be honest with you. I honestly think so. And I know... There are a lot of analysts out there who are kind of 50-50 split on if the Cleveland Browns are legit this year. I'm going to be honest with you. I followed this team very closely this offseason. Right when they started to make the right necessary moves to jump this thing forward. When they hired Hugh Jackson, I thought that was a good move. Because Hugh Jackson really didn't get a fair shake in Oakland like he should have he had an 8 and 8 record his first season and then they got rid of him so when they brought Hugh Jackson in I knew it was going to be you know a challenge for him to rebuild a team a franchise like the Cleveland Browns who have truly have been the butt of the NFL you know they've been the laughing joke Even in fantasy, when you play the Cleveland Browns that week, you pick the defense that's playing the Cleveland Browns, but you can't do that no more. You cannot do that to this Cleveland Browns team. Let's start off with some of the offseason moves that they made this offseason. First, they traded for Tyrod Taylor. That was huge. They already had the number one pick, so everybody going in knew that they were going to pick a quarterback in the draft. Then they went and they drafted Tyrod, or excuse me, traded for Tyrod Taylor. And it was like, okay, they might not have to draft a quarterback. And we'll get to that in a minute. But then after they traded with Tyrod Taylor, they went and they traded for Jarvis Landry. They were making some unbelievable moves. I mean, Jarvis was looking at possibly joining the L.A. Rams. There was talk about joining the Giants with um, with Odell Beckham. Uh, There was talks about him even getting traded to uh, the Tennessee Titans. But he ended up in Cleveland. And if you've watched Hard Knocks, Jarvis Landry has been a tone setter for that team, a tone setter for that offense. He means business. And if you've watched Hard Hard Knocks, you've seen that. Then they went in free agency. They signed Carlos Hyde, uh, Donald Stevenson, Chris Hubbard, Greg Robinson, EJ Gaines, and then they drafted Baker Mayfield number one overall, which, you know, I contested. I said, you, I would rather take my first pick, get me a, a Saquon Barkley. Get me a good running back. Give me a stapled franchise player for years to come. Get me an example. I mean, by far, Saquon Barkley was the best player in this past draft, and there was nothing negative you could find on him. But they went with Baker Mayfield. And then I said, okay, Bradley Chubb is still available. Get him. No, they went and they drafted Denzel Ward. 
Now, the secondary looks pretty good. We'll get to that in a minute. Then they drafted Nick Chubb. Then they drafted Antonio Callaway. You know, they had a really good offseason. A really good offseason. And this is the foundation. I'm not saying Cleveland is going to win the Super Bowl. And I'll get to my overall later on in the show. But first and foremost, I don't think Cleveland's going to go on to win the Super Bowl this year. But I really do think that this team is going to make a lot of noise this season. Now, check this out. Offensively, Josh Gordon is coming back. You have Jarvis Landry. And if they were to add Des Bryant, yo, that offense is scary. Now, this is still based on the opinion that Josh Gordon is going to return to being the same wide receiver that he was in 2013 when he had uh, 1,646 receiving yards and nine touchdowns. Offensive line is still questionable. They're still trying to find a solid foundation for that offensive line. They've been moving people around. Um, but both Tyrod Taylor and Baker Mayfield, they can make plays with their feet. So you still have a quarterback back there who can get them out of those situations, which makes it harder for defensive linemen to rush. As a former defensive lineman myself, when you know you have a scrambling quarterback or a movable quarterback, your rush technique is a little different. You have to make sure you take the correct angles. Now, these guys are professionals, and they've dealt with quarterbacks like Tyrod Taylor and Baker Mayfield. But what they do good, really, really good at, is that they make plays within the pocket. They move within the pocket. And that's what I'm talking about. I'm not just talking about being able to scramble out of situations, pulling a Michael Vick. They can do that. Tyrod Taylor can do that. Baker Mayfield, not so much. But, you know, they can make plays with their feet. They can move within the pocket. They can change the way an offensive line blocks their defender. So you have that ability with these quarterbacks, unlike previous years where quarterbacks were just statues that stood back there and took hits. You have David Njoku, who has had a nice offseason as well. You got quality backs in Carlos Hyde and Duke Johnson and Nick Chubb. Antonio Callaway, if they can keep him out of trouble, he will make a really, really strong impact to this Browns team offensively. So offensively, you're looking at this team, then they're no slouch. Now, they're not Super Bowl winning, I don't think. We'll have to wait till the season to see how they really play. But this team offensively is scary. And if they do add Des Bryant, as of right now, they haven't. But if they do, you're talking about at least four to five receiving targets for Tyrod Taylor to throw to. That's crazy. That's crazy. That There's a lot of weapons on that field offensively. But the biggest question is, can that offensive line hold up long enough to allow this offense to move the ball down the field? Can this offensive line uh, open up running lanes for Nick Chubb and Carlos Hyde and uh, Duke Johnson to run through? Because let me be clear, Carlos Hyde and Nick Chubb, they are really good running backs. I mean, they're really good. They're not Le'Veon Bell good, but they're really good. They're solid. And if they have running lanes, they can really change the outcome of how Cleveland operates a full-fledged game. If this team can run, we know they can throw the ball. They have the weapons. They have the quarterbacks. But if they can run the ball this season, watch out. 
because you can control the game by running it defensively let's talk about them on the defensive side of the ball defensive line is solid throughout you got miles garrett who has looked really really good in preseason you got emmanuel ogba he is a solid starter opposite side of garrett and then their starting linebacking core is not my favorite but they're a solid group and then their defensive backs are solid and denzel ward you know as much as i didn't like the pick I got to say, it solidifies their secondary situation. You know, it was weird for them to pick him at number four when Bradley Chubb was still available. And think Bradley Chubb on one end, Miles Garrett on another end, and you can sub Emmanuel Ogbae in with those two. You're talking about a deep rotation at the defensive line. But, hey, they went with Denzel Ward. They went with a need. They needed a cornerback. They got a cornerback. They got the best cornerback in this draft. And he's had a really good camp. He's he's had a really good camp. He's had a really good preseason. You know, he had a scary situation. Uh, I think preseason game number three where he got hurt tackling a tight end, you know, the wrong way. But he's fine. It was just some back spasms, but he's fine. But, hey, this team offensively and defensively, they can make some noise. They can make some noise. Now, can they make noise in the North? That's the bigger question. You got to face the North twice. You got Baltimore, you got to face twice. You got Pittsburgh, you got to face twice. You got Cincinnati, you got to face twice. Can they make noise in the AFC North? Can they be the top dog in the AFC North? Well, let's take a look at the AFC North. With Pittsburgh, their defense is not good, okay? Pittsburgh's defense is trash. They're not good. I'm sorry if you're a Steelers fan and you're listening to this. Understand, your defense is just not good. It's not going to cut it. Without Ryan Shazier, who was your captain, you know, for a really good, you know, for a really good while, that defense has got to find a replacement for him. Your secondary isn't good. Your defensive line is good. But that's about it. Your linebackers, not that good. So your defense isn't good. They didn't get better in the offseason on the defensive side of the ball. Biggest question here, how would Big Ben perform? I mean, seriously, how will he perform this season? I watched him play the Tennessee Titans, and I know people are going to overhype because he had that one good drive, but the previous two drives, Big Ben was overthrowing wide-open targets. He was, he, was, he was overthrowing his targets, and they don't look in sync. Antonio Brown, he's been nursing a leg injury. How much will that impact him this season? And then Le'Veon Bell, you know, how long will it take for him to get back into football shape? Remember last year, it took him about three to four games to get back. He's a little older now. How long will it take him to get back into football shape? And will he be a distraction? Because he is looking for a contract extension. And he does have the fans up in Pittsburgh torn on this situation. So how much will that affect him? How will that affect his teammates? How will that affect his season? Who knows? There are a lot of question marks in Pittsburgh, how they will perform. Now, I like Pittsburgh. I like Mike Tomlin. And I think he can handle the situation that's going on in Pittsburgh. But I I don't have them as a favorite in the AFC North to win it. Even though they won it last year, I don't have them as a favorite this year. I think the situation this year is a whole lot different because you got better teams or 
you got teams that got better this offseason, and Pittsburgh didn't. Baltimore, the thing about them is they just missed the playoffs last year by this much. They're a very intriguing team, but they're very beatable as well. Biggest question is, will Joe Flacco return to Super Bowl 47 MVP form? You know, can he return to that form? He's got Lamar Jackson staring down his backside. And at will, if the if, excuse me, if the Baltimore Raven fans start cheering for Jackson, you're going to have a quarterback controversy. And don't get me wrong, I love Lamar Jackson. I think he's going to be a good quarterback in this league. But he's not ready. And if you throw him under the fire quickly, your team is going to tank. He's not ready yet. He will be. But he's not ready. Bottom line, you know, can the defense keep them in games to keep it close? I think that's the bottom line for Baltimore this year. Their defense is solid. They were a top-ranked defense last season. But can they – and they didn't have Terrell Suggs. They're getting him back. So can this team be dynamic defensively to help the offense win them games this season? Cincinnati, can they finally show up? Will the Cincinnati Bengals finally show up? On paper, this team looks good. But last year, <laughs> they were terrible. Roster is not bad. You got Carlos Dunlap, Geno Atkins, A.J. Green. John Ross has had a really good offseason. Joe Mixon. I mean, they, the offensive line is really good. This team looks good on paper, but can they play to their full potential? That's the biggest question with Cincinnati. We don't know. They haven't as of late, but can they do it this year? So bottom line, I think Cleveland can really compete inside the AFC North. The attitude, the vibe is different. It's so different. They're taking it seriously. They appear to be more focused. Are they the team to beat in the AFC North, though? Are they the top dog? Honestly, I believe they are. And they can be. It will be difficult. But I think this is the year we finally see the Cleveland Browns, the dog pound, finally make a lot of noise in this league. Now, I think they'll be a playoff team. I think they might win a wild card game. Do I think this team is Super Bowl ready? Absolutely not. That is always determined as the season goes on. But I think this team is good enough now to make some noise. And this is an opportunity to take advantage at some of these teams who have a lot of question marks within the AFC North. Pittsburgh, Baltimore, and Cincinnati have a lot of question marks by a lot of key um, uh, items on their team. Cleveland, they have question marks. But can they take advantage of this this division this division is is evenly matched i believe i think they're evenly matched not the best division in football that's for the afc south but i think cleveland can take advantage if they're focused enough and they come to play week in and week out and i honestly believe that cleveland can be the top dog in the afc north don't be surprised if you see cleveland within those playoff brackets towards the end of the season. So that's my point. That's my message. I'm sticking to it. And if you don't like it, you know what you can do. 
you can hit me up on Twitter. Go ahead and follow your boy on Twitter at jcottonsports52. Go ahead and follow the network at YMAS Network on Twitter. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes, uh, YouTube, and SoundCloud. So next time on another episode of YMAS Podcast, we're going to get in-depth and talk about all the divisions in the NFL and take a really deep, in-depth look to see who might be the Super Bowl champions at this end of the season. So that's it for the show. You've been listening to YMAS, that's you mad about sports, podcast, the maddest podcast in the 615. I'm your boy, James C. I'm out of here. Holla at your boy.